VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. We got a great episode for you today as we got Sophie Julia. She's a girl who's from the area. She did some work with Barstool, some work with Fox. She knows her sports. She's an absolute entertainer. She can bring sports and pop culture together just like we do. She is funny, insightful, has a lot of connections in the sports and entertainment world. So all that and a lot more on this episode of On The Mark. Benny, pull the curtains back and get this thing rocking. Benny, we got one of my favorite Instagram and Twitter people on the show now. We got a girl who does a docu-series for Barstool on YouTube that I think is fantastic and caught a lot of eyes. Sophie Julia. Now, she's the definition of a Barstool smoke show. I think she's hotter than all of them. Truly excited to have her on the show and talk with her. Yeah, Marky, I'm absolutely thrilled that we can have a gem like this on this show, man. I only knew her at first from her Barstool series, The Life. And let me tell you, she would have me in tears crying. That Blake Bortles episode, absolutely phenomenal. But not only that, she really interviewed a lot of athletes I'm really interested in. I'm a huge Tyler Sagan guy, Ocho Cinco. And the list of athletes that she got on her series is absolutely enormous, man. The more I hear from her, the more I see her, the more I love her, man. And let me tell you, she's an absolutely wonderful voice. I can't get enough of listening to her voice, Marky. Yeah, and she asks funny fucking questions. It's like she's a stand-up comic almost. Like, she is asking questions that, frankly, to me, are comedic gold. She has Blake Bortles if he had dildos in his nightstand. Well, I just moved in, so I'm not, you know, I don't have everything. I'm still, so in a I month, there'll be dildos. Monitor. Yeah, yeah, maybe toys later. Okay. I mean, it's so outrageous, so stupid. It's funny. It's 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 priceless because we don't hear that type of content when we follow these athletes on other platforms. We hear all the cookie-cutter bullshit, and Sophie isn't about that. She's bringing the comedy. She's bringing the stuff the the unique stuff that we as sports fans do want to hear. Yeah, so many times these PR departments and these PR firms get a hold of these players' minds and they really turn them into robots like a Russell Wilson type. So it's really refreshing when somebody can get through to these players and break the ice of the mundane bullshit that you usually hear when you listen to athletes talk. Yeah, I, I totally love the content she puts out. I'm looking forward to more of it. We're going to pick her brain on that. And frankly, the athletes that she's interviewed have all made waves. We know about Ocho Cinco's illustrious career, being a total goofball, proposing to cheerleaders on the sideline during a game, eating McDonald's for every meal, and a list of other things. We know about the signs that are being brought to I guess what, Dallas Star Games now, Benny? Dallas Star Games now used to be Boston Bruin Games for Tyler Sagan. Yeah, read some of what these signs say to our listeners. I mean, I don't even know how these girls are getting in the arena with these signs. Yeah, well, there was the infamous sign that read, Tyler, we sucked your dick in high school, do you remember us? 
And that, it was two girls? It was two girls, but that actually turned out to be Photoshop. So that was fake news? That was fake news. The real sign was just, I wish I only got two minutes for hooking. <laughs> but I mean, that's Mar even better. Oh, that's good. But that's Marky, wittier. Marky, there are signs everywhere for this guy. Hey, Sagan, can I hold your stick? <laughs> when, he, when he came back to Boston as a Dallas star, I'm pissed at Sagan, but I still want to fuck him wicked bad. What the... It, then then you have two other girls going Sagan we'll take you two on one <laughs> and my personal favorite two Boston Bruin male fans <laughs> had a sign going I suck Sagan's dick in high school too <laughs> Boston fans are crazy that is hilarious I mean I, I like shit like that. I like goofy, funny shit like that in the sports world. People uh, at ESPN and other networks, they try to make sports about politics. Man, sports are about entertainment, comedy, and, and an, uh, an interest, a hobby. It's fun to follow an organization, a team. It, you become a part of them in a sense as a fan. So to make it so divisive about politics is nonsense. We like this fun stuff, right, Benny? We don't worry about the politics. We're not here to talk about that. Oh, I love it. I love all this crap, the funny signs by the fans. Just doing the research, I saw some great ones. In fact, one from Lynn Sanity all the way back when Jeremy Lynn was having his Nick days. This one lady had Jeremy I want you inside of me. I enjoyed <laughs> that's, that. That's good. Funny you said that. Gang, before we came to the studio tonight, me and Benny met up for a pre-show meeting over a delicious sushi dinner, and there was a friggin' sushi roll on the menu called Linsanity. Now, I didn't verbalize that to you, and we didn't talk about it, but I saw it, and I was like, what the hell? Like, we were too busy to mention it but it, i haven't forgot it since i saw it i wish you had marky because i would have had that lynn sanity role lynn side of me tonight <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to keep it basic with my sushi man i don't get crazy with it i mean give me the yellow tail give me the salmon give me the tuna a few others but i don't get too crazy with those rolls especially when they fall apart very frustrating i like myself crazy rolls but tonight was more of just a simplicity night man I love that eel, man. Just regular eel, sushi. Oh, it's good. If you can get past how it looks, it tastes very good. I don't think it looks the most appetizing. It, look, it doesn't look hideous, but, you know, eel, man. Eels are fucking ugly animals. I hate snakes. I definitely hate an eel. Yeah, an eel and in I'm an general. And I'm an animal lover. An eel in general looks disgusting, but an eel roll? Or an, a piece of eel sushi. It looks phenomenal. It's got almost... Looks grilled in some regards. Then you got a little, like, hoisin sauce as such sprinkled on top. Ah, uh, Marky, it's to die for. I always go for Man, the eel. Benny, you might have to put in an application over at this restaurant. Be a server. You're making me hungry. Now, I think... I believe science states that eels give off electricity. And, gang, I'll tell you right now. Sophie, Julia, this episode... This is going to be electric. So when we get back, we got the beautiful Sophie Julia on the mark. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Um, usually just piss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> after that. All right. <laughs> get lit, get drunk, get wavy, get wavy. Get high, get lit, get drunk, get wavy. 
So let me tell you like this I'm who you're looking for, I'm the whiz You ain't never seen another like this There ain't no one to do what I did There ain't no one to do it like I I changed the game, I changed your whole life I'm irreplaceable, that's no lie Been talking on the grade, I'm so high Yeah, stamina Hit a quick pose for the camera Why you sitting down, you an amateur I don't play about, bring out the next challenger Yeah, yeah, stamina Hit a quick pose for the camera All right, VIP listeners, we now have the stylish, the stunning Sophie Julia, who hosts the Barstool <laughs> docuseries, The Life. Sophie, you are now on the mark. Welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you on. <laughs> stylish. I don't know about that. I pretty much wear like a sweatshirt every single day, but I can dig it. Well, I saw, you know, because I follow you on Instagram. You're a great Instagram mm-hmm. follow. I like that oh, Gucci crew neck you had when you were down in Cabo. So I like that sweatshirt. So if they're yeah, good, that sweatshirt's fire. It is. What was the beer you were drinking? I I can't remember now, but it's a great friggin' beer. Probably Pacifico. It was a Pacifico, and I'm a big Pacifico fan, and I'm a big Modelo fan. Yeah, I'm a big beer fan, so I kind of will drink anything. I I respect that. Now, <laughs> going back to this docu series you do for Barstool, The Life. Who was your mm-hmm. uh, favorite guest that you had on that show? It's hard to say. People always ask me, like, who was your favorite? And I don't, I can't say that I have, like, a favorite because, honestly, everyone who agreed to do it is so fucking cool because they let us into their house for, like, over an hour with a camera crew and opened up and let me go through all of their shit. And, like, they, that was really cool for anyone to um, let us do. I mean, the guys that I've stayed friends with after filming... Blake, I've seen Tyler, I've seen um, Evander. Uh, who else did we film with? Chad Johnson. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't like spoken to Ocho since we filmed there, but he was great. What'd you think um, of his Versace robe? I mean, that was flames. I yeah, thought he, he's electric. He he's actually. I thought out of all the interviews, um, his was my favorite. I think people loved like Tyler and Blake's because they were so funny and unexpected. Um, Ocho, like you expect that kind of personality, but he really gives like every answer was just like an unbelievable soundbite. Yeah, he, he's he, he, he's kind of deep, like with a lot of the things he said. There was definitely a few mm-hmm. things I didn't agree with, um, but you know, I don't know if he was playing around or not. As far as like when... a lot of it, I think is kind of for show, but yeah, but he's so easy to interview because he's just he he just always says something like ridiculous um which for me is fun um, absolutely but we got we got some pretty good guys oh no i agree and real quick i gotta throw this in there i had just bought an ug robe recently and i was feeling uh-huh. like real big time about that then i see him in this versace robe i was like oh man now i gotta get a versace <laughs> one no i'm not and then, i mean i bet the ug robe is way more comfortable it is and tom brady kind of inspired that so, you yeah. know, that's that's his company. I exactly. um 
was wondering, like, as far as Barstool goes, what exactly is your relationship with them? Do you do anything else with them or just that series? So people keep asking me, like, what happened with you and Barstool? And uh, nothing. So um, they're still my boys. Like, I love them. I was just with them at Super Bowl. Some of them are still, like, my closest guy friends. Um, basically, I haven't filmed in a while. And the show, I don't even like to say it came to an end. Because basically, it just got really hard to book. Um, we only wanted, or they only wanted, like, really big names. Um, because, rightfully so, it's very expensive to fly me out, fly a camera crew, hire all these people. Like it, it, it put me up at a hotel. Like it was, it, they were putting a lot of money into it. So they wanted it to be big names um, each episode. And most of these big name guys either require money because you have to go through their agent or the ones I'm friends with are not allowed because their GM won't let them or they are nervous. Um, and they're private and they they don't really want to do a show like this because we are asking a lot of them, like, let us in your house. Talk to us for an hour. Like, talk about all like the fun shit off the field that you're not used to talking about or may not want to talk about. So basically booking ran a little dry and I wouldn't say that it's 100 percent done. Um, I've sort of talked to Dave about maybe bringing it back and when I'm ready, um, what what we'll do if we do bring it back. It's not really, it's still TVD, but um, I would book a bunch in advance. That was and Dave would... Portnoy for our VIP listeners who yeah. didn't know who you were referring to there. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, if you ever want to come to my apartment, it's the dullest <laughs> friggin' thing you'll ever see. But, I mean, it's actually not that bad. It could be worse. I mean, I'll do it for free. I'll fly you out here. And, Where do you uh, live, Philly? Yeah, I live in South Philly. I actually live on Broad Street, so I had the, the friggin' Eagles parade wake me up at 7.30 in the morning. Everybody was out on Broad Street getting the party started. Are you an Eagles fan? Because aren't you originally from the area? Yes, of course. My dad hosted a huge parade party. His building is um is across from the Bellevue. Oh, Broad. beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym at the Bellevue sometimes. Oh, the sporting club. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have I have a membership there for when I'm in Philly. Yeah, now were you in LA for the parade or uh did you come to Philly to hang with your so dad? So I was at I was at Super Bowl working and then I came back to LA. Okay, I got you. Were you working with yeah. DraftKings? I saw a DraftKings mm -hmm. banner, but what did were you doing with DraftKings? I was doing uh player interviews, red carpet interviews, just content. Yeah, of course. Of course. Any interesting uh encounters out there? Um, yes, on my own time. Like, so basically, this is my third Super Bowl. Um, I did some stuff for DraftKings. It was pretty, you know, when people are on a red carpet or being interviewed at media on like Radio Row, everyone's just kind of media trained answers. Right, um, right, right. You know, like I interviewed Tebow and he had this like smile plastered to his face and everything was like so curated. And I was like, oh my God, no. Like, well, he's, so he's a former ESPN guy. Yeah, and I well, just all of these guys, they were great and they were super cool, but everyone's just very like very professional in their interviews, which is fine. I like to be a little unprofessional, but not yes, you know, I, that's I, not that's not the way. <laughs> I gotta say this real quick. Um that's what something else I admired about your work. You didn't you're not worried about the politically correct culture and the overreaction no. to everything. You're just being yourself. You're being like a normal person. You're acting how we normally act and how that's yeah. what I admire because that's what I do on this show. I'm talking to you right now like I would talk to a friend if I saw them in the barbershop, if I saw them in a bar in my neighbor, whatever. 
it's exactly that's what's relatable for viewers viewers really enjoy that well you know who kind of like pioneered that is barstool they absolutely their content is so laid back and entertaining and basically i was a sports reporter i was a hockey reporter and that's how i met um dave and got involved with barstool when i was at the florida panthers mm -hmm. and i was i was trained in broadcasting I, I went to college for it and everyone's like oh you know you have to be a certain way you have to talk a certain way look a certain way and i was like fuck this sucks yeah. like i was doing it but i was like not into it and i was wondering why i wasn't into it because i was chasing after these jobs that i like didn't even really i loved going to like all the hockey games i loved being in the action i didn't like what i was talking about or how i was forcing it and then i didn't really know what barstool was and i met dave and we started you know a conversation about work and i started watching their stuff and i was like oh my god this is so dope like this is literally you can be yourself and and say whatever you want and curse and nobody cares and their audience loves it yes and um that's sort of taken me in that direction like my entire career forever i just want to do that and if, <laughs> if you think about it all the people in the media that follow the cookie cutter mold they're not really remembered or uh, you no. know thoroughly enjoyed it's the original voices the original personas the the people who are so authentic they're the ones that are beloved and remembered forever in this industry yeah, and people want that now. Of course. Like, they do. Like, I think, like, I think even the mainstream media, everyone's trying to be a little bit, uh, a little bit more like Barstool. And you know what? That's a good culture change. I think that's something this country needs. I agree. And even though I haven't worked for Barstool in a little while, like, I'm still a huge fan of them. Like, I watch all their shit. Who's your uh, favorite Barstool host or co-host? <sighs> I, don't, I love I, I I'm not just saying this I genuinely love them all like I'm probably I'm closest with Feidelberg and um Paul who's they call him Gaz like sales yeah, guy yeah. he's mm -hmm. behind the scenes those two are my closest friends you know I was pretty close to Dave like we went out a lot in in New York like on weekends I went out with all these guys all the time um do they party I, hard because that's something that a lot of people say to me I'm, I'm not making fun of you I'm not making fun of Barstool or anything here a lot of people say to me Mark I like listening to you because you don't give off that type of like frat type of guy image that Barstool gives off like I always take them for guys that hang in all day watch college football where me I'm the type of guy I like to go out for a nice dinner, and then I like to get a table at a nightclub somewhere. I like to live like that. But a lot of people don't perceive the barstool crowd as doing that. Um, I'd say some of them do that, and some do the nice dinners and the tables. Like, I've gone to nightclubs with them, and then I've gone to dive bars with them. And, um, I mean, I, I sort of am like frat culture i feel like obviously i have that fancy side and i think a lot of people think i'm like super bougie but uh, nah, i uh, genuinely yeah. i feel like i belong at like a tailgate and a dive bar more than i do in the nightclub that's well, like more and those are comfortable scenes too and they're a ton of fun and i of course participate in all those type of events as well now this was right. funny because i wanted to ask you this where i was going to ask you where are your favorite places to like party out in la since you're out mm -hmm. there but where do you like in well new york and la do have a lot of the same nightclubs and restaurants but where do you like to go when you're in these cities what are some of your favorite clubs or restaurants 
Hmm. Let's see. So like in LA, I just, so I just kind of moved back. I lived in LA when I was 22. I just kind of moved back here. Um, and I just moved to the beach, okay. like literally one block away from the ocean. It's so dope, but I'm like, I, I like to do the West side parties. Basically that means anything West of the four Oh five away from the Hollywood scene. Um, nothing fancy. I like the, the Santa Monica, like beach bars and, um, Venice and that sort of scene, but yeah. um, I'm getting very, very much overnight partying. Every time I go out at night, it's like not that fun. And then I wake up and my entire next day is wrecked. But um, the other week we went to bungalow, like day party to bungalow, um, and it was so fun. And then we sort of like trickled into the night, and it was just like a blast. So I think I'm all in on the darting and out <laughs> on the night partying. I, but... re- I respect that. I understand that for sure. I love a good darty as well. I mean, I say that now, but like, I'll probably go out, you know, this week. So, so you know, <laughs> in Philly, we have a lot of bars like that. It sounds like that you would like when you're back home, visiting fr- friends and family. Oh, McGillan's great spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's I would... my fave. Is it? All right. And they, they do a nice job with the Christmas decorations too. That, that was the year. last time I was there, I think. I was Thanksgiving. Did you ever, um, did you ever do Rolf's in New York? The Christmas bar what? up there? It's called Rolf's. And no. uh, it's like a line around the corner. It's oh, uh, unbelievable Christmas decorations, though. It's like it's known as the Christmas bar. Um, oh, that's cute. I have no clue why we're talking about Christmas bars right now, <laughs> but uh, it just popped into my head. Now, No, Philly's, Philly's scene. So, like, I grew up on the main line so and i was underage so we really never went out in the city um Mm -hmm. at all and then we would come back in college we would go to like kelly's and the grog and Bryn Mawr, like the villanova bars because they're near my house okay and um and now i just like sort of got into like the city stuff but like not so much when i come home i just like to sit around and be lazy and ugly and not like get cute and go out (laughs) (laughs) now do you ever go to vegas i mean if i was in la i feel like i'd be in vegas at least once a month all right i i'm like the biggest vegas hater on the planet no way yeah i know that it's an unpopular take i know everybody loves vegas i hate vegas wow i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now I it got, gives me anxiety i got really well you know i definitely get anxiety when i'm there but i still have a great time um yeah. i gotta go back to this blake bortles uh one on that you did on the life because yeah. it like i said i was watching it last night i was cracking up his mm-hmm. pit stains were hilarious do you think he got <laughs> nervous because he knew you were coming over and you're no. so hot and he got no. really oh nervous my gosh, no <laughs> no. So so basically, um, we got there and like while the camera crew was setting up, I was like sitting with Blake and I was like, Do you do you know what bar stool is? And he was like, No, no, not real like I I don't know. So I like grabbed his phone and I followed the bar stool Twitter account. I followed Big Cat and Dave and I was like, Start paying attention. Like I feel like you'll like it. Um and we were just sort of shooting the shit. And then we obviously like started filming and he was really funny. And then we all went out after dinner after. Um, we all meaning me, Paul and, and Blake. But okay. um, Paul, uh, Blake's pit stands were there like from the second <laughs> we like got there. I like, love he, that he didn't really he care. He didn't even like care to change, which was so dope. <laughs> so it was funny because like 
I so me and Blake like followed each other on Instagram. I reached so I did all the booking for the show, and that's why it was so difficult. Um, and I reached out to Blake and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in this?" And he was like, "Sure," and would answer me like days later. And it took forever to get a hold of him. And um, finally, he agreed. He didn't know what Barstool was. We we went out there, um, and we had absolutely no clue what his personality was like, and nobody did like i don't think one person in the media knew there were there was no evidence that he was going to be such a bro and as yeah. cool as he was all i knew about so, him was his hot ex-girlfriend you know right and that's besides what his knew career about him. yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah and 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 that's what dave like sent me out there and i you know i read out the questions for the show and he was like the only one i need you to ask is just about Lindsay duke i'm like okay so we get there and i was like oh my god this guy is like such a funny interview and I don't even think I realized how funny it was going I knew he said some funny lines but I never realized in the moment how it how it is and then it turned out to be like such a hit and they like regurgitated it again when he was in the playoffs this year Uh um and it's just funny because like everyone's obsessed with him now and the Jaguars PR guy like ripped me a new one after we filmed just being like no way yeah, he was like, you. There was beer in the fridge. Like, <laughs> you, you guys talked about this, this, and this, and like, that was not cool. Like, freaked out at me. Ah, did you tell him to then, fuck off? Okay, well, I saw him at some point, and he came up to me. I was like terrified of him. He came up to me and was like, like honestly, like everyone's obsessed with Blake now. So like, it I'm was, not mad. <laughs> it was such a PR success. I think I like. I think I need to take credit for like no, making Blake Bortles cool. You really do. And uh, I mean he already was cool. I just No, no, but you made it known that he was cool. A lot of yeah, people are cool, yeah. but nobody knows they're cool. Like Big Cat <laughs> Big Cat and PFT pushed it very hard, but they pushed it because of what you brought to the light. If you didn't bring yeah. that if that interview didn't bring out his dry, funny, you know, like you said broish personality, no, they wouldn't have known shit about him, and neither would any of the uh, fans of the league. Like, I'm not a Jaguars yeah. <laughs> fan. That made me like the Jaguars, and I was really happy to see that he just got that big contract extension last week. Yeah, me too. I'm happy for him. And that's sort of what the PR guy was saying was like, because when they weren't so good, people were still rooting for Blake. Yes. Because people liked him. Yes. He's a like I mean he's obviously a likable relatable guy frankly in a league where there isn't that many relatable guys. I mm-hmm. personally think there's a lot of weirdos in the NFL. Yeah, I mean there's just a there's just a ton of different personalities. Like I have a lot of friends in the NFL, they're super cool guys and then there's guys who I like probably will never hang out with because they're just and and the guys on the team say there's definite clicks within locker room. Always. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Who were like who, hockey teams? They're all the same. Who, like hockey team, every hockey player is the exact same person. Yeah, I I have a famous saying where I say uh, hockey players they're not celebrities. They're just regular guys that happen to play a professional sport. But mm-hmm. who are your favorite? Like who who are your closest friends in the NFL? Who do you hang with in the NFL? Um, I'm pretty good friends with Jared Goff. We went out with him and LA okay yeah so like him and some of his but I actually became friends with him through the through Blake I think um and we went out with them in in LA like last weekend um and like some tight ends for the Seahawks are there I'm really I'm close with Luke Wilson he's a tight end for the Seahawks yeah um we're we're 
him and his friends brought me around like all of Super Bowl because I had no girlfriends there. So that was yeah. fun. Um, who else am I? Richie Incognito, I'm good friends with. Oh, and I love he, Richie thankfully, Incognito. Thankfully, He's the man. Richie's okay. Yeah. Um, dude. Oh, how about that thing with uh, I texted Jonathan him, Martin? I like, it all came so, to light. Who who yeah. was really the nut job? Exactly. So you I know. Like, I mean, as fucked up as that situation was and, and sad, I was sort of a little happy for Richie because oh, yeah. it, like, vindicated him a yes. bit. Like, this yes. is normal locker room talk that yes. goes on. And people thought it was, like, over the top because of this guy who's clearly, like, really ill, really so, mentally ill. So, Sophie, let me tell you. My initial reaction to that story was this. So you're going to tell me that a, a 6'8", 350 pound professional athlete who dominated at every level his whole life and made it to the NFL is going to cry about being bullied like he's a little child that to me screamed like mental incompetence or a mental (laughs) illness immediately that was my immediate take on the situation and yeah like years ago yes and then I felt vindicated along with incognito (laughs) and it all came because Richie Incognito is a hell of a player. He's obviously a tough guy. I've seen him on Fox Sports with Colin Coward. I've heard him on Barstool with Big Cat and P- uh, PFT. He's a good dude. I mean, he gets no, a Richie bad is, rap. Richie is the biggest sweetheart, and it honestly sucked that he got a bad reputation from all of that because he really is such a good guy. He He's, he's just nice. He's like doesn't he's never tried to like make a movie he's never done anything inappropriate he's just like an honest to god good guy and one time this is the best richie story like one time i was hammered and i venmo (laughs) requested him for a hundred dollars and he completed it oh my god (laughs) that was that that made me like be like all right this this is now my friend for life i feel like there's a lot of flirting over venmo now believe it or not would you agree with that that? was not flirting (laughs) flirting, i promise you (laughs) now what would you say if people said they that they felt like you were uh flirting with blake bortles was there anything there everyone says i I know like every every (laughs) single human says that i fucked blake i fucked tyler i fucked Everyone. Oh yes, it. somebody commented on YouTube that the uh, Chad Johnson one looked like the beginning of a porno. Oh, I've heard that a thousand million times. Like literally, all of, <laughs> all I get from oh, you went into their house, you must have slept with them. Um, okay, that's exactly what and I did. It, and I went it... into film, <laughs> and then I stayed, and then I slept over, and then left in my camera crew. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and folks, you can find that video on Pornhub.com. No, <laughs> I literally got a DM like an hour ago from someone being like, "Where can I find the video of Blake fucking you?" <laughs> I mean, you like, la- you laugh at that, right? I mean, I mean, I literally do not care at all because I didn't. So, like, I believe you. I, yes. I mean, like, what is like, what does it matter? I know what happened. My friends know what happened. The guys know what happened. What do I care? Like, Tyler literally said, like, the number one question he gets asked is like, if he had sex with me, and he's like, yeah, best I ever had. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Tell people that. <laughs> now, do you catch more heat from girls or guys? Like. In that term, in that kind of like harassment, for lack of a better word. Um. So when I when I first filmed with Tyler, um, I got like a ton of like crazy, crazy young girls who are obsessed with him, just like going nuts, like making accounts, just like trying to crush me. Um. And I get it from time to time because 
honestly, the hockey players, the like popular ones, have the weirdest fans. Like it happened too. Like um, I'm friends with Aust- like I'm I'm really close to Sydney Sizen, who's um, Matt Martin's girlfriend, and I went to Toronto and stayed with them, and we went out to dinner with Austin Matthews both nights, and somehow like all the little girls in Toronto like caught wind of it and we're making up counts for weeks like yeah. with these horrible I had, I had an experience like, with a few girls from Montreal that I met in Vegas they're crazy these Canadian women they're crazy and they make these accounts they anyways it's it's more guys though like because more guys watch there aren't really that many girls watching barstool stuff so really right. since when I started doing stuff with Barstool, I got a lot of, a lot of terrible things said about me by guys. And I still kind of do. And I do not care. Like it, it's made my skin so much thicker because like, there's nothing I could possibly read or hear about myself that hasn't been said, or I haven't seen something worse. So it kind of just like makes you like tougher in a way. Absolutely. You kind of become like immune to it basically. Yeah, it sucks to see. Like, I wouldn't actively seek out like the comments, but when you do come across something, you're just like, oh, whatever. When they catch me in a mood, though, I'll I'll fire back pretty hard. But I just the timing has to be right. My availability for social media has to be right. But I'll fire back hard if if need be. Yeah, I like to fire back sometimes. <laughs> it like make it does make you feel a little better. Now, well, it's just like funny. It, it is. Cheap entertainment. Now, mm-hmm. getting off of sports a little bit, pop culture-ish mm-hmm. stuff. I'm sure you saw that Emily Ratajkowski did that courtroom marriage a few days ago. I'm yeah. a big Ratajkowski fan. What's your take on her? What was your take on that courthouse marriage? So she, I always saw that she was dating this bald guy for years that she lived with, and he is not that cute. And... um <laughs> I mean, just be honest, like, you know, she's like one of the hottest girls on the planet. Uh, I'm obsessed with her. And then she's dating this guy forever. Then, like, marries another guy. And I'm like, wait, that's not her boyfriend. Yeah. And I click on it, and it's like, oh, they've known each other for two weeks. Uh Um, I like every guy for about two weeks. So that (laughs) is something I completely understand. Like, being infatuated with someone for two weeks, like, hell yeah, I get it. Like, do you marry them? Um, probably not. But this this seems to me like a bit of a like publicity stunt. No, I want to know what happened with her ex. Like this seems like a like a get back and get back at you and like do something crazy to fuck with you kind yeah, of thing. I mean this and and look, the hottest girls are the craziest, right, Soph? <laughs> That's what she said. But I want to see like. Honestly, like you don't just like marry a guy after two weeks, um, after you were dating a guy for like a million years. So like I think something happened with the ex, and she's just trying to do something so insane. The highest to get back level of petty to possibly yeah. like it can't yeah. go any higher. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think she's probably infatuated with this guy. But he he kind of has like a, 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 a swaggy thing to him. But he's hotter than her last boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about the guy. I mean, I just assume he's very rich. I just looked him up. And what's oh, his Oh, no, deal? I don't know if he's rich. He, I don't know. I just looked at his Instagram. He's like arts. She's into the, her last boyfriend was an artist. She likes the artsy guys. Okay, um, so you're saying us broke artsy guys, we got a shot. 
Are you an artsy guy? No, not really. Okay. Never, I've never dated an artsy guy in my life. Like, I don't even know what I would talk to an artsy guy about. Yeah, I know. And uh, I mean, I guess if doing a podcast is artsy, that's about as artsy as it would get for me. Nah. I don't think, I don't think so either. <laughs> now, who do you think is hotter? Emily Ratajkowski or Olivia Culpo? Another one who's very, very popular. See, I think Olivia Culpo is like flawless, just like stunning. I think Emrata's like sexier on Instagram, I guess. Right. Um, but <laughs> I would rather look like Olivia Culpo. She's got that Italian look. Are you Italian, Soph? No. Okay, I didn't know because so you know a lot of that name. Your name could be Italian. Yeah. No, I'm not Italian. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't think, I think Emrata, yeah, I think she's like, she's hot, but I've also heard of people who have seen her in person and been like, eh. Interesting. And I totally believe that because, you know, Instagram, these filters, all these different photos, there's a lot of tricks being played. Sometimes you meet a girl from maybe Bumble, uh, or you met her online, whatever it may be. And she really doesn't look like her pictures. I mean, that's a common problem that people <laughs> complain about both ways. Really, girls complain about it too. See, I feel like I feel like the that both those celebrities look like their photos, but um, I think that we assume girls like that are just like larger than life and like model esque. And um, I've seen a lot of girls that I follow on Instagram. It's like my favorite thing to see someone that you follow on Instagram or like these models in person. Sure. Like, what? It's very um, cool. Yeah. And you see them and they're like five one and you're like, Oh, Whoa. Like that. You wouldn't even like look twice if they walked by you, but right. they're, yeah, they're pretty, but they're just the, they're just, they don't have a great presence. Yeah. So I think we're so used to seeing them look like outrageous on Instagram, but then if you saw them in on that walking down the street, you might not even do a double take. Now, who were your like Instagram model crushes? Well, I'm obsessed. Like the OG is Rosie Huntington Whiteley. Do you know her? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. She's amazing. She'll always be amazing. And then um, Elsa Hosk. I like Ro Romy, like all the Victoria's Secret models are just stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, Josephine Scriver. I don't follow her. I know who she is, but big Raiders. She's not fan. one of my faves. She, yeah, she's cute. She's not one of my faves. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say those girls. Are you familiar with Sierra Sky? No, who's that? Three point four million followers. I don't know. Ooh. She's down in Miami. Very, uh, very big Instagram presence from her. I really have no clue where half these girls are from. That's why I always kind of find it interesting. Like, who are these people? Well, what's so funny is Jen Salter, I've known since she was in middle school. She's my little cousin's best friend. And, like, Jen really? just, yeah, and Jen, like, out of nowhere became this, like, Instagram star. We're like, what the fuck? This ass Jen? model. Yeah. Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> I mean, she posts pictures, like, with her mother and grandma, and they're, like, great genetics like they're in great shape she could have been know, in, she be. could have been in the olympics if she wanted to probably in the pagan <laughs> or wherever they were in the winter olympics Did yeah you... i didn't uh i didn't i didn't even notice that about her ever until i guess it 
that on Instagram. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I didn't even know she was really from the air. I could tell she was living in New York from her Instagram, but I didn't know. Yeah, she's from Long Island. She's from Long Island. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, she's one of the most, was she the first, like, really famous Instagram model? I think so. Like, the one that came out of nowhere, so to speak. Yeah, like, when it started becoming a big thing, and then everyone started posting their ass. Exactly. The thong shots are very popular on Instagram these days. It's crazy. It's all I see all day. Like whenever I look, it's every girl on a beach or by a pool in some type of thong. I know. <laughs> I'm like past those days. I'm too old. Oh, stop it! I'm sure you. I'm sure you do a lot of that, Alan Callie. No. <laughs> I, I, that, I mean, that's where a lot of these models are. Anyway, you probably see them on the beach or wherever all the time. I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure they're out in Hollywood, but they're not in Manhattan Beach. All right. Fair enough. So if you've got <laughs> any any uh, new projects coming up or current? So I'm starting the podcast this week. I'll be interviewing athletes the same way that I interviewed them on Barstool. Okay. Um, I film a show a few times a week called The Fumble in the Valley, and I film today. And... um. I don't know. TBD. We'll see what else is going on. I'm going to uh, subscribe to your podcast. Are you going to be on iTunes? I hope. I like. So here's the thing is like, I have the artwork, I have all of it set up. I have interviews lined up. And then I don't, I have a mic. I don't know how to like technically do this. Like, I don't know how to, what to record on and how to get it on iTunes. So I'll right, probably well, have to ask you for that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm going to have my producer put together an email for you, send it your way, the technical oh portion God, of things. Oh my God, that's so nice. Yeah, Thank he'll, you. Uh, he'll get, like, he'll make it very, like, simplistic for you, the whole nine, and that'll give you a jump start and you'll be able to take it from there. What's the podcast going to be called? So I want it to be called, tell me if you think this name is stupid, but I want it to be called um, shooting the shit with soap. Okay, I'm writing this down. Shooting the shit with soap. We could. It might change. So everyone told me doing to call it uh, like talking shit talking with soap because mm-hmm. I love. I was like, oh yeah, we'll talk shit, whatever. But I I'm worried that that is going to um deter people from booking it uh-huh. because I don't want them to be nervous that we're gonna like actually talk shit. It'll probably just be me talking shit. What about? And then... <laughs> well, hold on. Now I'm gonna ask my producer. He's coming on real quick. Benny, did when iTunes gave us the ex- explicit uh, rating and whatnot, was there any guidelines as far as curse words in the title or anything like that? Not that I bio? saw, Marky. No, not that I saw. Okay. You All just right. have to disclose that there's going to be some cursing. Yeah. So you'll definitely get the explicit rating right off the bat, which I'm pretty Ooh. sure even Barstool doesn't have. Really? Yeah. We were shocked that we got it, but you know, whatever. I, I don't care. Um, well, someone came up with another cute name called Soap in the City, like a mm, play on sex in the city, which okay. I thought was cute, but I don't live in New York anymore. So it felt a little like, I don't know. Yeah. Little, right, right, right. It wasn't as applicable as maybe it could have once been. I mean, it would have been cool if I was in New York, but I, do you agree that that would be weird? I Look, I'll say this. I like the name. Um, would you ever come back to New York? No. You're in Canada. <laughs> I don't blame I'm you. I'm done. I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would stay off of it then because it's too New York related of a title. Mm-hmm. What about, what about 
just talking shit with Soph. Yeah, that was that was a. Did you say that? And I thought I just thought of that. <laughs> I think I said it backwards. Oh, okay. I think talking shit with Soph was what it was. I wanted it to be like originally, but I am scared after knowing how hard it is to book guys to do things that they're worried about. Um, it might be a little. Yeah, but look. Risky. Guys always want to talk to a pretty girl, number one. Number two, you keep it light. You're not going to grill them about their game plan for their upcoming game like, you know, some of these other uh, shows or channels may do. You keep it light. You keep it fun. People love talking like that. Yeah, maybe. I just don't want them to think that they're actually, that I'm going to ask them anything that's going to get them in trouble. Do you mean relationship-wise or just like yeah, PR-wise? Like, yeah, like anything, anything at all that could get them in trouble you asked blake bortles a funny question and i said to myself where the hell did she get that from you said to you you <laughs> asked him what is the weirdest combination of food you eat what were you yeah, what I were you expecting there what I does that up. mean <laughs> what's like cool. the grossest food combination you eat the grossest thing i eat yeah oh. did, did i did i did that come just like out of thin air or like did i you were was it a follow-up question you were in the in his refrigerator at the time you asked him what a jaeger bomb was um (laughs) and then i don't know it it got went from it went from drinks to food and he said he just kind of puts everything together like a stew Yeah, I remember him saying that. I have no idea why I even asked that. Like, I don't even fucking care. Like, do you? Yeah, right. Exactly. Do you eat? That's any... a lot of people be like, "Where the? What the fuck? Why did you even ask that?" Like, about some questions. I'm like, I don't know. When I, when you're just walking through someone's house and the questions just come to your head, like I just literally said everything. And and as the show went on, the editing got like the episodes got cut down like way way more but in the beginning like the first three it was just rolling like everything i asked made it into the episode that's good that's good that's a great feeling too i mean it it wasn't for any reason it was just i mean the original format we didn't really know how it was gonna go so if think about this you asked an nfl quarterback who was a top three pick if he had dildos in his nightstand that is hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. Like that's so fucking good. Where people are sick of this bullshit, politically correct, fake sports center ESPN talk. We want funny yeah. shit like that. I mean, it's it's hilarious. Well, you're gonna get some of it on my new podcast once I figure out how to record. And and if you had the name, you could have pitched the name. And if right? I come up with a name, <laughs> maybe I'll I'll brainstorm that too. And we'll we'll bring you back on. We can push the podcast even further because you're from. Uh, yes. I'm serious. You're from the Philly area. You're from Philly. You we have a ton of Philly listeners. Uh, a lot of people know you from your work with Barstool and other things. You know, so there's no reason for you not to have a ton of listeners in Philly, New York, L.A. You're gonna do great. It's just a matter Aww, of getting it you. off the ground. You know that. Mm-hmm. Well, Soph, we're not going to take up any more of your time. It was an absolute pleasure. No, it's gonna, been fun. No doubt. I'm going to have my producer piece together that email for you. Uh, oh, and then you. if you have any questions, you get back to me. We're going to brainstorm this, how we want to iron out this name for the show. And <laughs> uh, and then, I, honestly, I can't wait to have you back on. You're, you're cool as hell. Uh, tremendous stuff. Tremendous talk. Have a great rest of your night. Okay, Soph? Thank you so much. Benny, 
I don't know what to say. That conversation for me was one of my favorite conversations that I've ever had on this show, and we've had quite a few of them. I see eye to eye with Sophie on all that stuff. I love the content she puts out, the humor she brings to the sports world. Talking to her, exactly what I expected, man. She she's the she's the truth. Yeah, that girl is outrageously entertaining, man. Funny as all hell, sharp as a tack. I'm unbelievably excited that we had her on, Marky. That was absolutely phenomenal stuff. Let's call it what it is, too. All these professional athletes want to date her if they're single. Oh, 100%. I'm sure she swerves them left and right, babe. Uh, of course. I mean, look, she even had said, you know, Richie Incognito, he didn't hit on me or anything like that. He's just a gr-. Like, that was interesting that she said that. Because all these guys must be hitting on her. I'm sure they are. I'm sure every guy all over the place is hitting on her. <laughs> Athlete or no. Uh, like I said, she she she's the she's the real barstool smoke show. Even though she said she's not with them currently until they bring that series back, but I'm looking forward to hearing her podcast. She's entertaining, man, and she's going to be back on this show. I'm going to beg her to come back on this show because that's too good a conversation to not have. Yeah, you need to get her back, Marky. That's for sure. I I can't wait to hear her podcast in general. She's going to have some wonderful guests on there. I'm really looking forward to seeing that lineup that she puts together. And Marky, I'll tell you what, I hope we can do a lot to help her out in that quest because it's going places, man. It's going to be a good product. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we wanted to do a little segment here. The Mount Rushmore of current professional athlete playboys. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean man-whore. Am I right, Benny, in saying that? Yeah, it's not necessarily about numbers. It's about the lifestyle. It's about the quality. Yes. Not just the quantity. Any pro athlete can go out and get laid every night. Yes. Bingo. So we're going to rattle off some names for you guys, and we're interested to hear your feedback. Benny, number five, who'd you have down on that list? The one and only Tyler Sagan. Just based on those signs alone, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know he's out there getting laid in all cities across the country. Absolutely. When you cause this many girls to come to a hockey arena with a sign about you, you know you're somewhat of a heartthrob and a playboy, man. I'm actually, like, laughing my ass off that those two drunk idiot fans in Boston two dudes brought that sign i love it it's so funny and what makes him even cooler is seeing the smiles and the laughs does he laugh at the signs absolutely the smiles and the laughs on his face when he sees these signs it makes it all worth it and that's why he's number five on this list and that screams playboy right there number four man a guy i really respect aaron Rodgers. we all know about his recent breakup with olivia munn who is gorgeous. I'm a huge fan of. She hits me back on Instagram every now and then when I comment sup under her pictures. I love Olivia Munn. But now he's with Danica Patrick. But when he was with Munn, there was talk about him cutting off his family, cutting off teammates that he used to be close with to hang with Olivia and to spend time with her. You know, he was putting her in the above all, really. Even Packers fans were complaining, oh, Olivia Munn fucked up our quarterback's head. He's not as good as he was. Now, frankly, that's bullshit, but, you know, that's because the Packers were lacking. Regardless, Aaron Rodgers has got a GQ look to him. He's a relationship guy, not a man-whore guy. 
and he's been with two. I mean, Danica Patrick's a good-looking girl who's got just uh, probably about as much money as him. Go Daddy, NASCAR, a lot of other marketing stuff. I'm sure Danica's absolutely loaded too. They're a power couple, Ben. Yeah, football's a rod really outdoes himself when it comes to women. I mean, Olivia Munn is unbelievably hot, but. Listen, for the people out there saying Danica Patrick isn't stunningly hot, I dare you to go talk to any NASCAR fan and tell them that because every single guy that watched NASCAR was in love with Danica Patrick over the last 10 years. So she has some clout to her, Marky. You love that word, clout. Yeah, these kids today love clout, man. When, you, when, when our producer, Bay Spielberg, gets harassed on Twitter, they like to tell him that he doesn't have any clout. And he was just perplexed by that. And he's been using the word ever since. I'm trying to get my clout up, Marky. You got to get your clout up. That's yeah. what they tell you. Man, it's always something. Number three. This is applicable, folks. Don't critique this one. Philly's current manager, Gabe Kapler. The guy was a, like a male fitness model. Now, personally, I think that's a little weird, but that's okay. That's okay. I met the guy recently before the team left for spring training. Met him on 13th and Oregon in South Philly. He was crossing the street, Benny. He was in a long pea coat, one of those like long um, leather bag briefcases that, that with the strap, but a stylish type of one. He was in like some tight, tighter chinos and loafers. Like, brought a very LA-ish look to South Philly. And I'm making a right-hand turn. I stop in the middle of the street because there was no cars around. I put my window down. Um, I say, yo, Gabe, best of luck this year. I'm expecting a lot of improvement. I'm expecting a lot of competitive baseball. And as I'm saying this, I'm nodding my head and pumping my fist. He starts pumping his fist back at me with a fairly intense look, saying it's happening, man. We're working for it every day. We're working with a stern, intense look. And I said, and then I just responded, man, I love hearing that. Best of luck again. This, that, and the other. And I'm still so now I peel off. I'm driving down Oregon Avenue. I look in my rearview mirror just to get my last look at Cabe. And he's still pumping his fist. I swear to God. I couldn't believe it. He was walking alone. He's a fitness guy. I think he was walking to the stadiums, you know, getting his 10,000 steps in. Probably get going to his office at Citizens Bank Park or what have you. Um, I don't know. But he's a cool dude. Girls love this guy. He's in shape beyond belief. He's rich. You know he's a playboy. Yeah, Marky, just like the majority of the women in the tri-state area, I have quickly developed a love for Gabe Kapler. This guy... Is he your man crush? Hey, he might be my man crush, especially once the season starts going and I get to hear him talk every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 the way he there. talks, the I enjoy way the, the way intensity, he talks. the yes. way he looks into the camera and looks at the people he's talking to, I, I, I love the guy, man. Me too. And the rumors I hear is... He's trying to beat Pat Burrell's record for most children fathered in the tri-state area during his <laughs> tenure with the Phillies. Number two, a guy that many NFL fans can't stand, but I kind of always admired his lackadaisical attitude for some reason. When you can throw the football 100 yards, you got a cool release, uh, and you just seemingly don't give a fuck, it's kind of badass. Not to mention his hot Italian wife. Jay Cutler, number two on our current playboy current athlete playboy list 
Now, he may very well retire after, you know, we don't know. He hasn't formally announced. He's still active right now. But if you didn't think he was a playboy, I think a great example of it is as soon as he announced his retirement last year before his comeback, he immediately got a job announcing. You know, that, like, Tony Romo playboy. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler got the same treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay, Jay just doesn't give a fuck, man. And I'm sure that played into driving women wild. Girls like the guy who doesn't really give a fuck. Doesn't take the relationship too serious. Doesn't sweat you uh, all the time in the early stages. Doesn't sweat you at all, uh, you know, and that catches your attention. Jay Cutler's a cool dude. It's no surprise he never won a Super Bowl, but, you know, (laughs) he was a hell of a quarterback, really. Beat the Patriots this year. Uh, He's number two on the list, man. Yeah, I think he's well-deserved. I'm sure he slayed a lot down in Vanderbilt. I mean, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy. And let me tell you, I watched a lot of... I watched a lot of Laguna Beach when I was younger. Siesta Keys, Laguna Beach There is no way you can land a Kristen Cavalieri unless you have a lot of other women interested in it. I guarantee you of that one. Yeah, man. Not to mention, she's a Cali girl. You gotta be cool and you gotta be able... Exactly. You gotta be down down to earth, but calm. Not like Collected. Yeah, we're we're erratic. We're wild. Flip out, oh, screaming, she yelling, yeah, she crying. Wouldn't, she wouldn't know what the fuck to do with us. No, well, they think we belong in a mental institution. Maybe we do. Probably. Number one on the list. Tom fucking Brady, the goat. Giselle. Uh, the deal with Uggs. His whole style, the way he shows up to the stadiums, whether it's the suits, the trench coats, the pea coats, the sunglasses, the hats. I'm sure Giselle has a say in that and gets their stylist. But hey, he goes with it, pulls it off, uh, travels the world, world famous playboy, will be for the rest of his years. Absolutely. I mean, he is the goat on and off the field, babe. And I'm sure Giselle has him looking great and looking fresh, but I guarantee you he'd be looking great and looking fresh even if there was no Giselle. Oh, it's not like he can't afford a stylist. I mean, Tom Brady is just born great looking. Tom Brady could literally have sex with almost any woman in America at any time. He's that Cali cool too, but a Michigan tough guy. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of... Really a Bostonian at this point, if you think about it. He's been living there for 20 years. He's got a with fire the... inside of him, too. Uh, he's got yeah. a spark. He's He doesn't mind to get be the asshole. He's a trailblazer in terms of his diet. Absolutely. Yes, he does. And, be, and having the balls to be an asshole and whatnot, that goes into the Playboy um, description as well. Absolutely. Let me tell you, he's helped Amendola and Edelman and all those guys get the girls that they have now i guarantee you so think about that he hooks up his wide receivers with super bowl rings mega contracts and if that wasn't enough fucking supermodels edelman was with lima fucking danny amendola is with miss universe olivia colpo i mean the list is endless here not to mention you know, Ocho Cinco, not that Brady hooked him up, but Ocho Cinco is well known for some of the girls he was with. 
Wes Welker is a party boy too, and you know they had fun together. I'm sure Wes had a supermodel or two. The same way that they look at coaches and their coaching tree, I feel like you can look at Tom Brady. And his pussy tree. And his pussy tree. And given, even if his branch doesn't extend as long as it could have extended right. if he was single. Oh, he decided to settle down with Giselle. Tough, exactly. Tough exactly. choice when he gets suspended, too, by Goodell. Oh, yeah. oh man, i got to spend four weeks now oh, with my no, supermodel. in the south of France. In, with my supermodel wife in my gorgeous home or relax. But, yeah, when you start going down that tree, you get to all the wideouts and all the friends and all yes, those guys, man. and I guarantee his pussy tree it outbeats everybody. Yeah, it's like an oak tree, man. It's going to live forever. Absolutely. I feel very confident in that list. I love that list. I'm sure there's a few other guys out there. Of course, if A-Rod or Jeter were current, maybe we throw them on there. You know A-Rod is. It's a current and, player and list, Jeter though. totally is. But it's current player and manager. Um, we don't make the rules. We just abide by them. And I get you know, I get uh, somebody might say Derek Jeter is a current general manager, technically. But we're saying... On the field. Gabe's yeah. in the dugout. Gabe's Gabe has on. a uniform on. Yeah, exactly. You ain't going to see Jeter sitting in his box in a yes. Marlins uniform. So this is a current thing. Uh, guys, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed this show. We know we did. It was a fun one, Benny. It might have been my favorite one. Seriously. Anytime you got a bombshell who's hilarious and knows sports like Sophie Julia and that type of great content... I can't get enough of it. So VIP listeners, until next time, party on, keep it going, keep it rocking, and we will talk to you soon. Love you guys.